Kyle, do you feel like you're a tech-savvy person? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like above average, you think? Well, I mean... I feel like people come to me when they don't know what to do with their computer. Sure. But like, do you feel like only below average people? Like only bad tech people? Um, when I say bad, I mean villainous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to out them all on this podcast, Emily. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like I'm pretty tech savvy. How about you, Emily? Are you, you, I, I mean, I feel like you're just as tech savvy as I am, if not more. Yeah, I think so. I think we both had the dad advantage there, you know? Yes. Wow. I've never given a name to it, but that's exactly what it is, huh? <laughs> that like my dad has worked in IT for yeah. like his whole life. Your dad, Radio Shack? PC Richards. Do, PC do, do, Richards. Do, do, do. Yeah. We should call out companies directly, we should, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Buy your appliances from him. You'll get the dad vantage discount. <laughs> get the dad vantage discount. This is a great, this is a great ad campaign. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to love this. This is like football players come to do guest spots in our commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Butter No Parsnips. Every week on Butter No Parsnips, your hosts Emily Moyers and Kyle Imperator take you on an adventure through the weird, wacky, wonderful, and sometimes even wicked world of one wayside word. Strange characters, delightful bits, and general joyousness abound. Join them as they test each other's etymological expertise. Hey everybody, welcome to Butter No Parsnips. I'm Emily Moyers. And I'm Kyle Imperator. And I have a feeling that the word today is going to be beyond my ken when it comes to tech savviness. <laughs> but I'm so excited to hear it. No, I think you'll get this word. It's a little word, Kyle. The little <gasps> words are always so simple and easy to guess. <laughs> There's never anything complex about them at all. No, absolutely not. You ready? I'm ready. Your word today is mung, M-U-N-G, also sometimes pronounced munge, M-U-N-G. Oh, munge. Yeah, <laughs> I would say more historically pronounced mung. I mean, mung is a bean, does that count? That is one of the definitions. That's not the one I want to chat about today. Oh, but that doesn't I should, count. I should establish mung has a lot of meanings in a lot of different languages. Sure. We're going to talk about one. <laughs> one. And in English, preferably. Yes. <laughs> I feel like this is something that comes from an acronym. Is it a word that comes from an acronym? It is not a word that comes from an acronym. Hmm. I don't like the way you wavered. Your voice got a little, <laughs> like there was a little twinge of sadness in it. <laughs> it's not that comes from an acronym. So instead, MUNGE is an acronym. It can be. It can be. Oh, <laughs> and in which case Mung stands for many udders <laughs> nearby gals. Oh, I don't like that they're nearby. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a call out. Many udders nearby gals. <laughs> and are the gals bovines? <laughs> I, I mean, depends on who, who you want to get the attention of. Or it could okay. just be, you know, some milk-loving nope. ladies. Nope, 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 nope. Emily, give me a hint, please. Okay, Kyle, your hint, and I don't know if you'll know the hint, your hint is foobar. <gasps> oh, sh- <laughs> okay hey hey uh i was gonna tell the censor to get ready but it looks like it's a little late so i hope he was already ready 
I, I, FUBAR is an acronym. It is. Is it like effed up, better, artly recline? Yep, it's effed up, better, artly recline. Is, is the F word in there? <laughs> it is. It, it is. is effed up beyond all recognition. Beyond all recognition. I was thinking of snafu. That's another good one. Yeah. Um, oh, so... Is the main definition you're looking for an acronym for Hmong? That's one we're going to talk about. Is there other another like there are language of origin that I it's should know? Old about? English, Old English. That it makes goes a back lot that far. Emily, I'm going to give one guess, and then we're going to move on. And my guess That's is going to be Hmong means just like miffed, like messed up. Is a Hmong? Is it a noun? It's a noun or a verb. Okay, so to Hmong is just like screw up. Kyle, I'm going to give it to you. You're pretty, oh. you're pretty right there. I, I'm stunned. Oh, <laughs> I feel like, you know, I won the, you know, Miss Universe and I didn't expect it. <laughs> it's like you just walked on stage and they yeah. said, it's you. <laughs> yeah. So Hmong as a noun, it can mean a mingling, a mixture or a confusion or a mess. Among is a mess. Yeah. And as a verb, like it can mean to make a mixture of or it could mean to make damaging, irreversible changes. Oh, this is a fun word, Emily. It is a super fun word. I please tell me more about it and perhaps how it relates to tech. I will. Well, we're going to get to the techie stuff. Okay. Let's start with the old boring stuff. The old boring. <laughs> Let's start with why people will shut this podcast off. <laughs> no, it's actually not. It feels like. A treasure hunt when you're going back to the old English words, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's very far back. There's not a lot of, I would say, reliable sources that are that old. The words tend to shift and evolve a lot over time. Right. But but what makes this word fun is that in its evolution, Hmong connects with a lot of other modern words. So we're kind of going to use that, that to trace our path. I love that, Emily. Draw out a yeah. history for us, please. So, Hmong likely derived from a pair of Old English words, Gimong, G-E-M-A-N-G, and Imung, Y-M-O-N-G. Those were very, I think, basically the same word, but spelled and pronounced slightly differently and used, I think, around the same time. Hard to tell. Like I said, very old. I feel like I recognize that from some of the Old English texts I've looked at. Sure. Yeah. Both of them were nouns, meaning mixture or assembly or company. Can you guess what modern word we might get from among? I mean, immediately I thought among. You got it, Kyle. So, gimong was sometimes used with the prefix on, meaning with or supported by, to make ongamong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is rough. <laughs> but that rough, the it's unstra- a deity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise Angamong. Praise Angamong. <laughs> but that unstressed syllable, the g in gamong or the i in imung, got dropped over time, oh. as often happens with unstressed syllables. So Angamong became Anmung became among. I, I love when language gets easier. Yeah, it does, but a lot of times it gets more complicated first <laughs> and then reverts yeah. back. <laughs> hey, what if we made this impossible? <laughs> yeah. And among, the Y-M-O-N-G word, became mung 
when its unstressed syllable dropped. And that is still a noun, meaning a mixture or a mingling. Can you guess what modern word we get from there? Oh, that's not a... Uh, I'll say again, it means a mixture or a mingling. Oh, mingle? Yeah, you got it. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. But like, it's not when you think about what is often most changeable in old words are the vowels. Yeah, sure. Because it's just the sounds in between. Yeah. Case in point, over the centuries, this word has been mung, spelled with a U or an O, but also meng with an E and ming with an I. And in those forms, we see it being used as a verb, meaning to mix one thing with another. And that could be mixing things together or bringing people together. And that is sort of the same broad use that we use mingle with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting that that little... Oh, was added at the end at some point. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lexical meaning there. I was more focused on the the Ming and the Mung and the Mang. <laughs> which the is Ming and the Mang and the Mung. A, and late, the... a late 80s dance <laughs> race. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, all you groovy cats. That's the 80s, right? That was your B-52s impression, right? Yeah, yeah. You gotta do the Mung. <laughs> There it is. There it is. (laughs) Spot on. So just in case anyone was wondering that they missed out a vowel, mang was also used uh, to mean mix, but kind of to mix in a slapdash way, maybe. Oh. Can you guess what modern word we get from there? Oh, wow. I love this. Oh, my gosh. There's a game before the game, Emily. (laughs) There is. This is the last one. Mangle? Yes, absolutely. Wow, Emily. Oh, my God. That's crazy that these words are related. Yeah. So, mang and ming were primarily used in Old and Middle English, all those variations of the word. Not as much after, like, the 1500s. But mang is actually still used in Newfoundland slang. Wow. To mean mix uh, roughly. To, to just mang it. But separately from that, mang came through Middle Dutch as mangolin, meaning to mingle, to exchange, or to fight. And that came through French as mangler, with a oh. L-E-R, uh-huh. meaning to mutilate. Oh. And that came back to English as to mangle, meaning to cause damage or destruction. Oh. So wow. from English... To Dutch and French, back to English. And back to English. And that's how we get kind of two different, I uh, wow, I never considered those as like separate etymologies. That's so fun. Yeah. Now, Kyle, hey. Hey, hey. everybody. Hey. Hey. That was a lot of etymology back there. Oh, God. Let's take a little palate cleanser, you know? Oh. <laughs> Kyle, what are some really good acronyms? We did a couple right at the top. Fubar and Snafu are really good yeah, ones. Snafu is one of my faves. Can you t- uh, tell the people what Snafu are? Is uh, that's situation normal, all effed up. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one because people forget it's an acronym. People just use it as a word. Uh, scuba is an acronym, isn't it? It is. Do you know what that one stands for? That's a tough mm, one. Semi aquatic underwater <laughs> breathing apparatus. The back half of that was right. It is self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Good. I'm a a big fan of NAACP just because we say it like that. Like it's a word. NAACP. Yeah. Like we don't say NAACP. We say double A, which is arguably takes just as long, if not longer to say. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funner. It is. I like it. We've got different approaches to acronyms and I like that. (laughs) That's true. 
any more before we continue? Um, I know one that's not an acronym that we always say is an acronym. Oh, I like that. Golf. Do we say that's an acronym? Yeah, there's like a myth that it means gentlemen only, ladies forbidden, but it just doesn't mean that. We don't know. I don't think we know what it, where it comes from, but it's just not that. Interesting. Yeah. Comes from Dutch. Well, that's why we don't know where it comes from. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a mystery world to us. (laughs) Dutch, that's Mars. Well, that was a nice little jaunt. Kyle, let's continue on our journey through Mung. And you'll see why I bring this up. I love this. As I said, the definitions that I just ran through are very old and for the most part, no longer used. But Mung is still used in the world of IT. And this is where that other definition I read at the top comes in, meaning to make changes that are often damaging and irreversible changes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is the meaning it has in the tech world. And it is still used... Speaking of my dad vantage, I talked with my dad about this word. He has heard it said munge, but he has heard it used in IT parlance. Love it. Parlance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's, well, he said he's seen it used. The thing about IT words is that they're often communicated textually yeah, by right, the internet right, 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 right. and not actually spoken. Yeah. It's. It seems like because it is... You know, like widespread over the internet, there's variations in how it's used. He said he's heard it used to mean like if someone like messes up a code that isn't working, they try to get it working, they mess it up so bad that it starts to work, but they don't know what they did. <laughs> oh, fun, fun. So like from his perspective, munging is like basically throwing spaghetti at the wall and maybe it sticks, but you don't know why. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's also been used to mean if someone like makes changes to a code or damages a file or corrupts data like so badly that there's no getting it back it's right. gone now <laughs> right 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 that would be to mung it up yeah and this origin fortunately i can trace for you exactly oh i love it the day and time please no a little rougher than that i can okay. tell you it came about in the late 1950s from oh. a student organization at mit called the tech model railroad club um okay so it's a model railroad club it is. What's the tech part of it? <laughs> well, I think I, the the like the ones that like drive themselves around and stuff. Wait, you said it was MIT? It is. Oh, so, so that's where the tech comes uh, from. Yes, it is. It is a technical college. Yeah. So this was a club that started in the '40s and was originally just dedicated to model trains, and they actually already had some renown in the modeling world because oh. apparently they have a very impressive train layout set up that's like mm-hmm. known but the club mm-hmm. was also mm-hmm. just like a haven for nerdy techie problem solving kind of guys who in the 50s and 60s became very interested in early computers and thus the tech model railroad club also became a hub for hacking culture oh yes wow and- so you're saying that Sheldon from Big Bang Theory isn't just an empty stereotype. <laughs> no, there is a link. There is a link. <laughs> love it. Between people who love trains and people who are good at computers. <laughs> this is good news for the world, honestly. <laughs> this is, yes. Interesting point of order there. Hacking, I did not know this until I talked to my dad. In most IT conversations, hacking does not actually mean the malicious meaning of like trying to break into or sabotage someone's computer. Hacking generally just means like tinkering with computers or experimenting or problem solving or just like 
doodling around on computers. Doodling around. And a lot of hacker culture, or of early hacker culture, came out of TMRC, Tech Model Railroad Club. I I use the lingo because I'm hip with those guys. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you guys are like besties. Don't you go there, what is it, Tuesdays they meet? Well, so the late, I looked at their website. I I assume it hasn't been updated since 2020 because Mm -hmm. the last update says, hey, meetings have been canceled for COVID. (laughs) In celebration of COVID. (laughs) We did it. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. It was us. We hacked the planet. They're going to blame the Chinese, but it was us. (laughs) So funny. So the other thing is a lot of hacker slang came out of the TMRC. And in 1959, they actually put out a little dictionary. Oh my gosh. I've looked at it. It is basically just a list of inside jokes that these 50s college kids came up with. I mean, that's what the internet is now, you know? (laughs) They were just foreshadowing. But just such a small group to to post their inside jokes as if they're going to make sense to anyone else. (laughs) But one of those entries reads in its entirety, Mung, colon, mash until no good. (gasps) Oh, that makes so much sense. So Mung, in this context, is what is called a backronym. Do you know what that is, Kyle? Well, a backronym is just something like golf. It's something that <laughs> does isn't wasn't originally an acronym. It's just a word that's been ascribed an acronym to it. Yes. So it can be, like you said with golf, something that is misascribed, like a false etymology. Mm-hmm. Or it can be like an acronym that was created deliberately to spell right. out a word. Like mnemonic devices. Sure. If, if, if it's a word. Like, sure. Yeah. Yes. One of the examples I had written was uh, the United States Congress loves using backronyms. Oh, yeah. For instance, Kyle, do you know what the USA Patriot Act, what that is actually named? No, I thought you were going to tell me that Patriot was an ac- was an acronym. So the USA Patriot Act is, in fact, uniting and strengthening oh, America by providing appropriate tools God. required to intercept and obstruct terrorism act. Oh, my God. But, like, obviously they picked all those words because it spells out USA Patriot. How do we get rid of these people? <laughs> I don't know. They, yeah, there's a ton of it. The CARES Act is also an acronym. All those. NASA also really likes to use them. Sure. I have a very fun example. In 2009, NASA held a contest to name a piece of equipment on the ISS. Mm -hmm. And Stephen Colbert, I think at that time on the Colbert Report, told all of his viewers to write in Colbert as a submission. Oh, my God. And so now there is a treadmill on the ISS named the Combined Operational Load-Bearing External Resistance Treadmill, or Colbert. That is so good. That's (laughs) fun. fun? That's using backronyms for... Uh, the benefit of society, you know? Yeah. So the students of TMRC were initially using Hmong just as a word. I don't actually know whether they like knew the old English word. It feels like they must have given how nearby like mash until no good and mangle are very close. It's so it feels so like they must have known. Close, but they couldn't. I mean, was Hmong being used in modern English to mean that? I don't know. That is, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to tell what was being used in spoken English. Like there are sporadic written examples. A 2005 version of that TMRC dictionary has a note that says um, club member David Sawyer used Hmong as an onomatopoeia for mechanical parts vibrating and hitting each other. Oh, 
They're mung. Which I guess makes sense. Mung. Mung. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Sure. I, could, I, I was reading another that. site called Jargon File that had an entry on mung that says mung was also U.S. Army slang for chipped beef, which was a very gross but very common meal in the yeah. Army at oh, the I time. I know what it is, yeah. Yeah, you've seen it? It's horrifying. <laughs> I made chipped ham once. Really? Chipped beef is like, it's like cold cut beef with sloppy joe form <laughs> yes yeah yeah so that was sometimes called mung so that might have been and it's like that was coming off of world war ii so it might have been in the air <laughs> sorry i'm just uh our producer tell me more is, about that time you made chipped ham yeah yeah our producer uh had the chipped ham and he uh he's saying that his life is better now uh for having <laughs> yeah, had it that uh, is i'm fact, reading he's, it he's saying that i should tell everybody at home that they should make their own chipped ham it was an easy recipe you get a slow cooker you put a pound of uh deli ham in it and then oh. a bottle of ketchup and a bottle of coca-cola oh. turn that baby on for about an hour <laughs> till it God. marinates Mm-mm, chipped ham put it on a bun I should say another um, another like slang term for chipped beef during the war was SOS, which stood for like save our souls yeah. or shit on a shingle. Uh, yeah, our our producer did say <laughs> to make sure to write a suicide yeah. note before you eat uh, either of these things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Regardless, they were using mung as a word, and then they later decided that mung should stand for mash until no sure. good i mean which makes right. it a backronym i love it there's another type of acronym that i want to talk about oh which is a recursive acronym have you ever heard of this i don't know what I, if i have i know mm, is it one no i can't guess i refuse <laughs> to guess frankly okay um a recursive acronym is an acronym in which one of the letters stands for the acronym itself it is like self-referential. Oh, like ATM machine. No. Mm, no, never mind. That's a tautology, which is another fun thing. So I'll give you an example because Hmong is actually one of the early examples of a recursive acronym that like started a trend in the tech world and at MIT in particular. By the mid-70s, Hmong was often defined not as an acronym for MASH until no good, but an acronym for Hmong until no good. So funny. So it's just like an acronym that has itself in the yeah. definition. Yeah, That's a, it's a bad definition. Well, it's just to be funny, you know? I mean, it's hilarious. In, in that case, uh, they should get the Mark Twain Award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, but there was, uh, like, in the 70s, there was basically just a running joke of recursive acronyms. So Programmer funny. Ted Anderson created a text programming editor mm -hmm. called Tint. T-I-N-T, which stood for Tint is not Tico. And Tico was another text editor at the time. That's fun. Yeah. And a lot of them follow the is not format because this inspired another text editor called Ina, as in the German one. And that stood for Ina is not Emacs. And again, Emacs is another editor. And that was later developed. Ina was later developed into Zwei, German so for two. Good. And Zwei was... Zwei was Ina initially. That's so good. <laughs> and then... That's got both Ted, of them. It does. And then Ted Anderson came back with another programming text editor called Sign, like Sign Wave. And that stood for Sign is not Ina. Wow. 
<laughs> I mean, how do we get our hands on these programs? Just so I can. <laughs> They're all like ancient. I would need a computer the size of my house if I wanted to. You would. Them. You would yeah. for sure. But that's about all I got, Kyle. And now, just to make sure that we mung this word until it's no good, mm-hmm. how about you use mung in a sentence? Oh, God. Um, mung. Mung, mung, mung. Can you use it in a sentence? I just did, honestly. Oh, yeah, you did. And I will say, you can also say munch. In the IT context, it is mung or munch. munch. I do like munch. But I'm going to go with mung, uh, and I'm going to say... Wow, Emily, this is hard, huh? I can give you some other uses that the IT definition has had. It it ran through a bunch. You can also mung your email address is a way to like type your email address in such a way that a computer couldn't recognize it as an email address, but like a human could. Hmm. So like if you wrote like John Smith at Gmail dot com, that like oh. a human would look at it and say, Well, that's dot com. Oh. But if if like a spam bot was mining email addresses, it wouldn't yeah, pick yeah, up yeah. on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that fun. is also like mugging your email address. That's that's a that's a great that's a fun definition. Yeah. So it has a lot of like definitions that are not necessarily. I guess they're close because they all involve mangling something. But the yeah, the but effect of the mangle or yeah. the intent of the mangle is variable. Yeah. Okay. I have munged up so many of my computers in the past (laughs) that I have resorted to relying very heavily on cloud-based data storage (laughs) devices. (laughs) And that is wise. Yeah. (laughs) Very good sense, guys. Emily, thank you. Mung, such a great word. It's a fun word, and I love acronyms just in general. And I'm glad you could wrap that all in there. Well, thanks, buddy. And uh, if you love acronyms, I've got good news about the game. <gasps> I'm so excited. Let's play a game, Kyle. <sighs> Kyle, today's game is called What You See and What You Get. And as anyone in the IT world knows, computer nerds love coming up with fun little jargon for themselves. <laughs> and a lot of their jargon is acronyms. So today's game couldn't be simpler. I'm going to give you the acronym. You're going to tell me what it stands for. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I can do this. Your first one, and I'm going to say them how IT nerds would say them. Your first one is WYSIWYG, and that is W-Y-S-I-W-Y-G. Um, <laughs> you gave me a hint, or the answer I for did. this one. I did. I'm going to say that this one is what you see is what you get. It is. Very good. Uh, Bonus point, do you know the context that that is used? I'm pretty sure only when you have to say the short man's name so that he goes away forever. (laughs) I'm very careful of you not to say his name just now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't want to make him appear. You didn't want to evoke him. We're talking about... um, Nope. Napoleon. Insult somebody. (laughs) (laughs) What you see is what you get is is used as opposed to like a markup language. So like if you're typing in a markup language, you're just going to see text. And then when you execute it, it's going to look the way you want it to look. But if you're using a WYSIWYG text editor like Microsoft Word, you can make it look how it's going to look right there in the text editor. That's awesome. Rather than having yeah. to use that's, code. That's great to have a concept to attach <laughs> to those things now. Yes. All right. Next one, Kyle, is B-SOD. B-S-O-D. B-SOD. 
PSOD. You might get this mm. if you're in the middle of doing something on the computer and that it all goes wrong. Catastrophically wrong. You get the B-Sod. Oh, blue screen of death. You got it. Very good, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. I, again, have munged up enough computers to have seen that screen <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> you know that screen. All right. Your next one is GNU. G-N-U. GNU. Yep. The U. Is that like user? It is not. I will give you a slight hint mm-hmm. and tell you that GNU was an operating system created in opposition to an existing operating system called Unix. Unix. So GNU's not Unix? You got it. <laughs> that wow. is ar- arguably the most famous recursive acronym in the IT world. GNU's not Unix. I mean, that's fun because like a GNU feels like an f- imaginary animal. <laughs> you know it is love that and i should say i know that the animal is pronounced with a silent g the operating system you pronounce the g all right before everybody jumps on me i did check i always pronounce it gnu i know it's not pronounced that way is it not i don't know i think i think the animal is a silent g it's fun when you say it out loud you know it is for sure i have one more fun one kyle okay. And then, and then, ten more serious ones. <laughs> ten more unfun if, ones. If you fail them, you lose your birth certificate. <laughs> I'm gonna shred it. Your last one is Pebcak. Oh, P E B K A C. Please eat barley, Kyle. <laughs> All correct. All correct. Pebcak. Hmm. I can give you the situation for this one too, if Please, you want a little yeah. hint. Yeah, yeah. This is what you might, if you're, if you are an IT guy like diagnosing someone else's problem and you figured out that the problem is down to user error, this is what you might tell them oh, if you were feeling sassy. You might tell them. About about the problem that they're having. Problem equals bad <laughs> Kyle, actually. <laughs> that's, that's the A and the C. Yeah, yeah the A and the C. <laughs> Actually, um, is, Emily, yeah, I'm a loss. Tell me. It is problem exists between keyboard and chair. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Other similar acronyms in that vein are picnic, meaning problem in chair, not in computer. IBM error, idiot behind machine. Or that one's good. ID10T, which written out looks like idiot. So funny. <laughs> because if there's another thing that computer nerds love, it is how much they hate people that don't know how to use computers. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Kyle, that's all I got for you on Mung. Emily, what a great episode. Um, it's so wonderful that we have this old, old, old word that has <laughs> such uh, a new life in the computer world. Oh. And isn't that just what computers are all about? Isn't that, I mean, truly, (laughs) it's why we're going to bring back Unix someday. And I'm not talking about the operating system. I'm talking about castrating uh, people. (laughs) Kyle's in a bad headspace today. I just want everyone to know that. (laughs) Kyle's jokes are bad today. (laughs) Just do the outro. (laughs) 
But uh, we had a great time here today. If you guys want to learn more at home, remember that you can find Butter No Parsnips on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Butter No Parsnips Podcast, and we're on TikTok at Butter No Parsnips. And if you liked today's episode, please consider giving us a five-star rating or review wherever you heard us. And if you really liked today's episode, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash butternoparsnips. Donating $5 or more earns you a shout-out either on social media or right here on the podcast. Thanks so much to all of you. You help us make what we make. And with that, I've been Emily Moyers. And I've been Kyle Imperator. And this has been Butter No Parsnips. Butter No Parsnips is produced by Seth Glicksman, Kyle Imperator, and myself, Emily Moyers. The main theme and accompanying themes were composed by Kyle Imperator.